guys, what's up? We are the Otaku Couple. I am Mrs. Otaku. And I'm Mr. Otaku. And this is the I'd Rather Anime Podcast. This is your place to catch up on all things anime, new and old, with a lovely addition of our opinions, thoughts, and banter. This is the review episode of Bunko Stray Dogs, and we know you could be doing other things, so we're glad that you'd rather animate with us. Yes, Bungo Stray Dogs. It was a really good anime. It was 37 episodes across three different seasons. We watched it dubbed on Verve. It's an action, mystery, seinen, supernatural, superpower anime. Um, you want to tell them what it's about real quick? Sure. So the summary, and this comes straight from Verve, reads... Kicked out of his orphanage and on the verge of starving to death, Nakajima Atsushi meets some strange men. One of them, Daisai Osamu, is a suicidal man attempting to drown himself in broad daylight. The other, bespectacled Kunikita Dopo, nervously stands by flipping through a notepad. Both are members of the armed detective agency, said to solve incidents that even the military and police won't touch. Atsushi ends up accompanying them on a mission to eliminate a man-eating tiger that's been terrorizing the population. So, for those of you watching this, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, the plot twist in this summary is Atsushi is the tiger. So, you find that out in the first episode, and that's what the entire series is based around, so I don't feel like we should dance around that fact. Okay. Yeah, so there's your minor spoiler, but it's not a big spoiler. Um, and yeah... It's de- the show's definitely worth a watch. It's really more so about the uh, the cases from the armed detective agency. Yeah, but I feel like it's important to point out that these are not like villain of the week cases. It's not going to be like, oh, we get a case, we solve it in the episode. It's more like it- it's an entire world where they worked for a detective agency, but there's really only like one detective <laughs> and they deal with a bunch of other like overlapping things. Like their true objective is to defend the city from harm. Yeah. And so a lot of their actions uh, circle around that. Yep. So it's very interesting. I mean, the every, not everybody, but a lot of the characters have certain abilities which um, are very unique, and I would say they're pretty entertaining to watch how they uh, do battle, and just the uh, a little bit of mental gymnastics on how each faction decides to try to you know get to the top or win the day or achieve their objective. I guess would be the best way to say it. Yeah, um, in the first season, and we'll get a, into this a little deeper in the second half of the podcast when we can really talk about spoilers. But basically, in the first season, you have the introduction of the two major forces. Uh, The second season, you introduce a third force. And then the last season, you're introducing, you know, kind of like the ultimate obstacle. And the way that these things are set up is where you have main characters, but you also get the backstory on a lot of other characters. So the world feels really developed and intertwined. And these characters have abilities that are basically like superpowers in a way that's kind of what it boils down to but there are very specific rules to activating them and what they can affect which is to me makes it more interesting than just saying like say if you had invisibility right it's not like oh i just go invisible and 
it, it, it's not like My Hero Academia where like that's just what you do. Like there are very specific set of rules mm -hmm. that you have to follow to activate it. So it's more like a skill rather than a superpower. But because of what it, your ability does, it can technically be considered a superpower. I don't know if I'm making sense or not, but. But regardless, the show is uh, it's very interesting. I would definitely say it's worth the watch. Um, it's a great watch. Um, the first season is good, but once you get to the second season, I think it really ups the ante to to great. I would say that too. Like the first season is like at a solid seven. I like on a scale of one to ten. The first season is like at a solid seven, but once you watch the second season, I feel like it bumps it up to a level nine. Only because what makes this anime great? You have the characters, you have the world that they live in, you have how they tackle things, you have, you know, trying to figure out the puzzle. Because the thing is, when you watch it, all of the puzzle pieces are there and the they're part of the armed detective agency and they never figure out the puzzle with more information than what they actually give you as the viewer. So the puzzle pieces are there, you just have to figure it out. And yeah. I find that part really interesting. So if you like to have, not your brain challenged, like it's not like you have to think a whole lot about watching it, but if you like puzzles, if you like riddles, that type of thing, this is for you. If you like great characters who are developed well, this is for you. And if you like a different take on superpowers and what that looks like embedded into society, this is a really great look at that too. Yep. I would say all those are great reasons to watch. But with that, I think we've hit on pretty much as much as we can without going into spoilers. So we're going to take a short break here. Alright, the second half of this podcast episode is filled with anime spoilers. If you have not seen Bungo Stray Dogs, then we recommend that you stop the podcast here, go watch it, and then come back to it later. If you don't care about spoilers, then great on you, but you have been warned. So, let's get into this. Yes. First, gotta say, Daizai, best character. Yes, large and by far. Like, understand that there are a lot of characters in this anime, not to the point where you feel overwhelmed, but there are two main factions that this anime focuses on. You have the Armed Detective Agency, which is a small group of maybe 10 people, and you have the president, who's the leader, and then under him is Kunikita, and then pretty much on part Kunikita, you have Dasai. And Dasai is the one who finds Atsushi and brings him into the fold. And although we follow the entirety of the armed detective agency, Dasai is the character that you focus on the most because he, in my opinion, has the most, most depth to him. And he is the one who kind of keeps the ball rolling in a lot of aspects. And the reason for this is because, again, this is major spoiler if you haven't seen it. So just a warning again, if you have not seen it, go ahead and stop here. That is your warning. But the, the great thing about Daisai is that he used to work for the Port Mafia. And which it, is the other faction that you were mentioning. Yeah, before. which is what I was going to tell you guys about the Port Mafia. And the Port Mafia is basically, it's like day and night, essentially. The armed detective agency are for the good of the people. They protect the people. They protect the city. And they're, they work with the police force. They work with the detectives. They help to solve cases. They are the good of the city. And then you have the Port Mafia who also serve to protect the city, but they are the, the underbelly. They're the underworld of Yokohama. 
and the shadowy organization yeah beneath it all and Daisai used to work for the Port Mafia, and he was, it wasn't like he was just an underling. Like, no. He, he was, was a top executive. executive. Like, he called the boss by his first name. He knew the boss before he was the boss, when he was still some shady doctor working in a back alley somewhere. So, like, he has very strong ties. And it's also important to note that Daisai is not weak. Like, he is very intelligent, probably one of the most intelligent characters on the entire show. Yeah. And he, his ability is to nullify any other ability when he touches you. So, Atsushi, he's got a very strong ability. He is called the were-tiger, and just like a werewolf, he turns into a tiger. And he learns to control his ability, but basically, Dazai stops him with the touch of a finger. Like, yeah. that's it. And it nullifies it. And Natsushi has one of the strongest abilities in the entire show. Yeah, so does Octagawa. So does Octagawa, and so does uh, the guy who controls gravity. Oh, yeah. Um, and all of them have issues with Dazai, except for, um, except for, um, what's the name? The guy that's in the agency, Asushi. Asushi. Asushi I mean, is the only one that doesn't have a uh, a beef per se with with. Uh, I, I would say that nobody out. in the armed detective agency has a beef with him. I think. I'll just say that of those three people, all of those three very powerful characters that he stopped at different times. Well, you also have to understand that Dazai was a different person when he was in the Port Mafia. In the Port Mafia, he ruled with cruelty and with an iron fist. In the Armed Detective Agency, he rules with, like, kindness and welcomeness and, like, big brotherly guidance, you know? Yeah. And that is part, part of the reason why Octagawa and Atsushi don't get along because all Octagawa wanted was to be accepted and acknowledged by Dazai. And Dasai never gave him that, but Atsushi, on the other hand, like he gets all of this acceptance and understanding from Dasai. The only thing that I like, one of the, I love Dasai so much because, again, if you listen to the podcast, you know that I love characters who have multiple facets to them. They have good and they have bad. And when they're acting good, you can see the cracks of bad in them. And when they're bad, you can see the cracks of good coming through because they're not fully one or the other. Dasai is the embodiment of that. And so when he's interacting with the Port Mafia, you can see those cracks of good starting to come through, which ultimately lead, lead him to leaving the Port Mafia. But also in the Armed Detective Agency, you could also see like those dark shadowy depths yeah. of his personality. And I feel like one of the best examples of this is when Atsushi, they're fighting against the Port Mafia. There's this kid who basically controls your mind. He makes you imagine the worst scenario. And Atsushi is powerful. He's got the were-tiger. He has learned to control his ability. So he's got super strength. And he's trying to protect two of the armed detective agency members. But the kid gets in his head and he attacks them instead. And then when he comes to, he's crying, he's upset. He's like, I'm so sorry, I'm worthless. And Daisai, he kneels down to his level. And he's like, Asushi, look at me. And you think for a moment that he's about to give some big brotherly advice, some understanding, some patient love and care. And you know what he does? He backhands this fully. He's like, stop pitying yourself. Get up, we got things to do. In that moment, you are reminded that Dasai is from the Port Mafia. His guidance is not all this soft, caring love. Like, he's got a lot of hard edges. And you see it again with Kyoko when... 
But she, she's all upset and thinks she's irredeemable because she's killed. What did I say? A mere 35 people? Yeah, she's she's caged up and she's like, I'm a horrible person. She, she's a child. Keep this in mind. She's a child, like, like a young teenager. And she's upset because she's killed 35 people because she was with the Port Mafia and the Port Mafia was controlling her to assassinate people. And so she's like, I've killed 35 people. And Dasai listening to this, he's like, oh, you think you're irredeemable after killing only a mere 35 people? Which you never get an actual body count for Dasai, but he was an executive in the Port Mafia. You can assume that his body count is really, really high. Really high. And... I just, I could go on and on about that side. Yeah, and, I, and one of the reasons why season two really stepped it up a notch is because we got to see Daisai in his Port Mafia days. So we could really like see that facet of his character and where he came from and how he ended up in the armed detective agency in the first place. And that when they delved into that deeper facet of his character and then also at the same time, it delved deeper into some of the assets um, uh, some of the and I said assets, some of the aspects of the other characters in the Port Mafia. So you kind of like you can feel how the story is going from both sides, from the Port Mafia's point of view and from the armed detective agency's point of view. And, and when they start that three-way war, uh, just like everything just goes kind of crazy. It does because Dazai has a very good understanding of the Port Mafia and how it works because he was deep into it but also because the three-way war forced them to recognize that they are not on opposite sides, but they're just merely two sides of the same coin because their ultimate goal is to protect Yokohama and their interests. And to, in order to protect the city, that meant that they had to team up. And that alliance lasts through to season three because the, at the end of the day, they don't really want to fight each other because they're super strong and they both have the same interests. We want to protect the city. And they and, also want to protect their comrades and they feel like fighting each other would be pointless because they would just lose people and they don't really have a reason to lose those people. Yeah, and also keep in mind that Dasai has people that he cares about on the Port Mafia. Like, he's not the person who's come out and he's like, oh, I care about you, you're my friend. But he was with them for a really long time, so he knows a lot of them. He doesn't want to fight them and vice versa. The people in the Port Mafia know people in the armed detective agency and they have the same interest. They don't want to fight each other. They don't want to kill each other, except maybe Atagawa. Atagawa kind of probably actually wants to kill Atsushi, but I feel like that's more of a rivalry thing versus uh i actually want to see you in the grave but it's yeah. also a type of thing where i respect you enough where i'm not going to hold back so if i actually kill you then that's just going to be what it is yeah it's like and it's really cool because despite the fact they're rivaling groups if they have a common goal they work together and it seems like they honestly they work together more than they actually go against each other but you can tell that they're still rivaling groups on the opposite sides even when they're working together yeah you can you, still you never lose that that little bit of tension in there yeah, it's always that underlying, if I get the order to fight you, I'm going to fight you. But right now my orders are to work with you, so I'm going to work with you. And that I feel like that gives a, a lot of understanding of really what the Port Mafia is. Because the Armed Detective Agency, they really paint it as a family. The good guys generally are, like we're friends, we're family, we protect each other. But you also get that with the Port Mafia. Like there's a hierarchy, there are subordinates, there's a level of fear that resides with the Port Mafia. But they're also in their own way a very tightly knit group of people who trust each other and yes they rule with fear yes they assassinate people yes they are the dark underworld of the city but 
they care for their comrades they protect them at all costs and like you're not going to just come over here and like kidnap one of them or take somebody or do something to one of them without retaliation yeah and another thing that i liked about the port mafia despite how much larger it is than the armed detective agency because armed detective agency like you said is only like 10 11 people and the port mafia is an actual organization so they they have you know probably Hundreds a thousand of thousands of people. people or whatever but they're organized though and they have they have levels they have a hierarchy they have a system i mean like we said mentioned before they have executives i mean it's a whole thing you know and i really like the fact that even though it was crime like it was organized it was an organized structure to this and it was a body. pointless crime and i feel like that's really important to point out like it wasn't crime for crime's sake it wasn't you know they weren't like just run-the-mill thieves just thieving things and just scheming people just because yeah they they did when they did things they did it with a goal and with a purpose and basically the port mafia the reason they did this is because the the city has the slums they have other gangs but the other gangs they adhere to the hierarchy that is the port mafia and the armed detective agency and if you follow us on twitter we tweeted this out that season three episode 30 right there's this little known gang and they're trying to come up in the world they think oh yeah we got a bunch of gangs up under our control we got armed men we're in this place we've got sensors we've got video cameras like nobody's finna mess with us they mess with an armed detective agency and you know not even all of them right but just like six of them you've got atsushi you've got junichiro you've got the doctor you've got the really strong blonde kid i don't remember his name because he doesn't show up that often he shows up in like Uh, one episode Kenji, and then you've got Rompo, the detective, and you've got Daisai. So seven people. They show up and they wreck shop in like all of two minutes and they are upset. And none of them were actually attacked. The guy came and he took one fingernail from the cafe where they always hang out at. They hurt somebody that they are who are under their yeah. protection. Yeah, the owner of the cafe that that's near where they work at, where they visit. They took one of his fingernails or whatever to, you know, rile them up and try to, you know, get under their skin. And, and he got backfired. up under their skin and that backfired because the guy, after they walk in, because he's like, how did you get here? He's like, nobody knows where they're at. And that's just like, Rompo, it took him all of five seconds to figure out where you're at. He's like, what about, you know, the armed guards? And then they saw Atsushi is like, oh, yeah, he took care of them. And then they were like, what about the cameras? Oh, Junichiro with his illusions. So that's done. How did you even break down? Oh, he's got super strength. Forget he, the door. He just, he just knocked the whole wall down. down. You know? And then Dasai is just standing there like, hmm, you shouldn't have done that. And then he tries to call up his gang members. And the gang members like, you know. He tries know to come anything. up local gang members or whatever to help and support him or whatever. Because he's like, oh, yeah, I got the local gangs in my back pocket. And so he calls the local gangs. And the local gangs are like, you don't know anything about Yokohama, do you? The number one rule here is don't piss off the armed detective agency. You're on your own. And then, oh girl, the doctor comes up because, you know, her ability is, is she can heal you to perfect health after you have gotten a near fatal wound which means she low-key has to almost kill you before she can heal you with her power so she comes and she's like oh this is going to be fun she just starts up a chainsaw i was like i hear you like taking people's fingernails it's like this is going to be fun (laughs) and then they just watch as like she just does her thing 
And it's just like that in and of itself shows you not only how powerful the armed detective agency is, but also what kind of clout they have. And it also shows why they don't need as many people as the Port Mafia, you know, because to be completely honest, one person from the Port Mafia could probably take three people. I mean, one person from the Armed Protective Agency could probably take three people from the Port Mafia. And yeah. I'm talking executives. I'm not talking about low lowlifes. I'm talking about executives. Because yeah. they're, the Armed Protective Agency, they use their skills in much different ways and their motivations are a lot different. And one of my favorite characters, aside from Dasai and Octagawa, because I actually really, really love Octagawa a lot because he's a very complex character. Yeah. I love Junichiro. Because Junichiro is this very laid back dude. He's very cool. He's very chill. Until you threaten Naomi. And Naomi. You threaten his sister? It's a wrap. And I don't know if that's his actual sister, but it's just. Go down. Oh, no. They're actual brother and sister. That's weird. I didn't think that. I'm not going to ask any more questions. But. Basically, they threaten Naomi, his younger sister, and he loses his entire mind. He's like, touch her and you die. And he 100% means that. He like loses all sense of moral, all sense of guidance, all sense of everything. You threaten Naomi and everybody has to die. There's no question if, ands, or buts. Like, yeah, everybody I mean, has to die. And, it, and he said this while they had a gun at his head. And keep in mind, his powers are only illusion. That's it. So he, he doesn't have any type of attack or defense abilities. He just has illusion. And, and let's he's be like, clear, straight up. like the gun to his head, again, is not a lackey. It's three of the most powerful people in the Port Mafia. They are the literal assassins. Like, they need somebody dead. This is who the Port Mafia calls. Like, these are legitimate assassins. They've got him tied up with a gun to his head. And they're like... Hey, she is a trained assassin. She can go kill your little sister. He's like, I dare you. You can spend all the bullets that you have, and I guarantee you won't touch me. And it's just like, he's like, like he put, the guy like, puts a gun up to his head, and he's like, are you sure about that? You want to test it out? He's like, shoot me. I dare you. And then he escapes, almost kills all of them, and then walks out the front door. And locks them inside. And then goes and is about to assassinate their leader. Like, if it wasn't for his specific guard who was watching him their leader would be dead while all of them were locked up in a room and the guy acknowledges this he's like he's just an illusionist but he is crazy strong like his skills are better suited for More assassination, assassination. and it, it's amazing but I'm gonna stop talking and let Mr. Otaku talk yeah well I mean we can keep talking all day long about all the different characters cause I, I really liked Mori the leader of the Port Mafia um, I also like the president of the armed detective agency and it's just like and how they led their factions I thought it was very interesting very fun and a nice game of cat and mouse um, even just like all the random character not necessarily random but all the characters with their different abilities you know because we I think out of the whole show we only saw two people that had the same ability generally speaking all the abilities were different you know, and it was just, it was fun. And then there was one guy where we never really found out what he was. Yeah, and because we were like, um, we were watching it and his ability is like, a, he turns into like this tentacle monster type thing. But it wasn't an ability because Dazai couldn't nullify it. 
And so they were like, well, what is he? And everyone's like, I don't know. And then at the end of the season, he jumps into the ocean. He's like, I'm going back to sleep. And then he just jumps in the ocean and he never comes back. Yeah, and it's just like... And everybody was watching him confused, like, who was that? And they were like, we don't ask questions. We don't ask questions. We don't really know. And it's just like, like, they literally killed this dude. And then they, and then later on he was fine. So it was just like, they couldn't notify his abilities. They literally killed him and he just like, popped back up a little while later. And it was just like, what do you do with that? Honestly, all of these episodes, every episode of the Strongo, Strongo of Bungo Stray Dogs could be talked about in depth because there's a lot there are a lot of levels to it there's a lot of complexity there are a lot of little nuanced things that make you appreciate it and when you take it as a whole it's honestly in its own it's really kind of a masterpiece when you look at all the little facets and break it down and all the character relationships all the character relationships and each and every single character that you meet has their own intrinsic motivation as well as their own extrinsic motivations as well as their own interactions with everybody else and those interactions affect everything else and when you start working in you know cross you know the the organizations across the port mafia across the guild across the you know special special forces agency you know the one that works for the military and you start interact seeing how these people interacted not only in the past but in the present you you get a really in-depth look of how this city is protected by all these gifted people in their own ways and how it all works together and there's always somebody who's there to challenge it and they always rise to the challenge and different people come out of it sometimes they join the armed detective agency sometimes they join the port mafia sometimes they just go on their separate ways you know sometimes they hit rock bottom and they rebuild and they attack again there are so many different levels to it and everybody has their own genuine personality of how they approach these situations and it's done really really well in a way that makes you feel like it's genuine and these are the things that would happen i would think in the regular organization like i've never been a part of a crime organization but if i had to be a part of one i would think that it would be something like this something sophisticated yeah something where it's like we're all here for a purpose we all have our own dark backstories but we're here together and we're in this together and i got your back like you got my back i got your back we're in this and we're gonna face this challenge whatever it is on our own turf on our own rules with our own expectations and we're not gonna let anybody else influence that yep you know and honestly bungo stray dogs is so great um we might even just have to like take time to just like break down some of the aspects of some of these characters at some point later. I don't know. We may or may not, but it's just like you can really spend a lot of time talking about tons of individual characters and bundle stray dogs. Um, but with that being said, um, we don't want to make this go too long, so I think we probably should just wrap it up here. Yeah. The the moral of the story: if you haven't seen it and you've been putting it off, kind of like we were, then go ahead and watch it but you know you're you are who you are do what you want i can't make you watch anime and that being said that is it for this episode of i'd rather anime if you liked it please subscribe to the podcast tell your friends about it and make sure that you follow and tweet at us on twitter at i'd rather anime we know you can be doing other things but we're glad that you decided that you want to anime with us until next time peace out
So, uh, since we're done, can we go watch some anime now? <laughs>